and she's the only one that knew the choreography. See, I knew it finally would happen. Somebody brought choreography for the show, for the love of God. <laughs> About time. Uh, welcome one and all to the movie, guys. Paul Preston here with you. Alongside me, of course, Karen Volpe. Hello it's there. time for another TMG interview. TMG, the movie. You know, it always makes me think of some sort of jaw disease. Like it's real clenchy. Like TMJ. Yeah. That's just me. Well, this will be a very clenchy interview, if that's <laughs> what you would like. I love that. Um, we are welcoming an actress to the show who you know from her role in the legendary comedy The Office as Meredith the Drunk. Uh, she now appears alongside Zach Fox, Chris Kattan, Dave Keckner, and Chris Elliott in the new comedy How to Get Girls. It's Kate Flannery. Hey. What's up? Woo. Look at that applause. Wow, that's Thanks. overwhelming. All right. Who yes. would get that many people into the Admiral's Club, <laughs> which is what we call our lounge because it's oh, so right. close to the airport. So nautical. It is. Or yes. no. Yes. It is. So How to Get Girls, uh, let's yes. not mess around. And Kate, just go ahead and tell us what it's about. Uh, it's a it's a comedy about uh, uh, the exploration of uh, physical yearnings uh, that men have when they're not quite men. And that is just, a very you know, clinical way to say. Yes, I'm very technical. Yes, <laughs> it's a hormone uh, story. No, I, I, it's you know it's 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 a hormone driven comedy. Yeah, uh, that it, it is. And yes. it even has one of those classic teen parties in it yes. that you always remember from the... Um, Only from the movies. Uh, from I the movies. never <laughs> had right. one. Well, this is, it's kind of like a throwback to the, those movies from John the 80s. Hughes, right? Yes, yeah, mm-hmm. but even like Porky. I mean, all those Porky. things. It's sort of like all those naughty movies that you'd never tell your parents that you actually went to see And we're the, the very first movies I ever saw, of course, at my friend's house Congratulations. in the basement. Congratulations. Thank you. You win and you lose. Yeah. Because uh, you're like, what's happening? I had no idea. When they I were, feel funny down there. What's happening? <laughs> <laughs> I needed it explained. You needed Mr. Rogers, as we discussed I earlier. Did. But there's so many funny people in it. I, it was, I, I got to play uh, Chris Kattan's wife, and, and don't even get me started about Chris Kattan. He is, he is not of our world. He is from another planet, and he's hilarious. He was my, my favorite scene, and I'm not going to give anything away, because you'll know, but they won't until they see it, is when he's on the porch with you. Oh, my goodness. Please. Insane. He's so funny. He's insane. Very funny. But you know, the, the nice thing about this movie is that uh, literally two guys who went to University of Pennsylvania wrote the script. They went to a lecture uh, from a woman who was producing. She was a producer. She does. A, she has a ton of TV shows that she produces. Not, had never really produced uh, a movie. And they were like, hey, we have a script for you. And she was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, no, 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 no. We really, they were just persistent and pleasant. And she ended up like giving them money to do this. And so, you know, next thing you know, I got a call, and it's. I'm originally from Philadelphia, and I got to stay in a hotel a mile from my high school. That's so I got awesome. to go to the diner that I've like <laughs> spent many a late night with French fries and a milkshake. So yeah, it was it was fantastic. Yeah, I was gonna say Zach Fox. You, you check out his IMDb. He's a guy who co-wrote and co-directs and stars, and he's got nothing on there. So it really was. He's got like a couple other things besides this, and then boom, he jumps into this major position where he pulled off yeah. successfully mm-hmm. all these roles in a major film where he got. Stars from SNL, stars from Anchorman, stars from The Office. How do you think he went about? Get, like, what was it called to you? And, and well, what I mean, you in? well, it was through casting. Uh, but you know, the thing about the University of Pennsylvania is it's a really hard school to get into. You really have to have your shit together. And I'm telling you, I've done so much underage drinking on that campus, <laughs> so I speak from experience. So when I found it was Penn, I was like, oh yeah, I'm totally in. I, yeah, these these kids, like they know they're not, you know. They they know what they're doing, and I, I don't know, and and very charming, really lovely. You know, the the pace of of the shooting schedule was fantastic. I mean, it was really 
legit, but 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 good. You know, like they knew what they were doing. Didn't they had feel real like plan. too low budget. Like no, you. but also like that they had a they had a game plan. Mm-hmm. You know, like the direction they had a game plan. The writing. I mean, they would do rewrites on the spot, and we got to improvise once in a, a, a while. But it was like it's just it's just great when someone's really prepared, and you kind of want to um, self-examine. Okay, me, I want to examine myself <laughs> and why I, boy, I've really wasted a lot of time. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> well, because they're so young and they're so, de- uh, they're inspired to do something. It d- almost seems bigger than you could dream, but they did it anyway. So yeah, not exactly. only to write and direct and then produce and be in it, that's amazing. And just think of what they're going to be doing in 10 years, having this right. opportunity now to learn on their It's feet. all downhill from here. Yeah. yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> peaked early, guys. Uh, <laughs> God forbid. I do like the fact that you saw something in the fact that they were from the same part of the country that you were in. And you said, yeah, I'm going to help those people do this. I'm going to get in this. Lean into it. That's very cool. Absolutely. And, you know, it's so weird because one of the days we shot on location was in this beautiful mansion on a horse farm. And the woman that owned that, usually you don't meet the people that own the house that you are on location with. But she was there. And turned out I worked for... her father owned a dinner theater and I was a senior in high school and I worked at that dinner theater. Of course you did. And I knew, and I, her last name was Tabus and I just always remember saying, like, we, we were only allowed to have the buffet when we had a matinee because it was a dinner theater. Of course. And, and the actors were not allowed to eat the seafood Newburgh. So they would say the Tabuses are on the premises. So we were really, if we had seafood Newburgh on our plate, we would be in deep doo-doo. So... <laughs> We had a long conversation about the buffet, <laughs> um, but it was like, "What the? What is my life? This is crazy." It's, it's gone it's full crazy. circle now. It sure has. <laughs> from that first production of Bye Bye Birdie, where I, I felt like a child star because I got to leave on Wednesdays after fourth period because I had a matinee. Oh, it's like woohoo! Oh. I had like eight shows a week. It was fantastic. And the other kids knew that you were leaving early to go act. Yes, they were kind of like. Eh, eh, Wait, so small tangent about that. Yes, you, you don't meet the people who rent you the house. Usually, never. You would think all the. The people I want to hobnob with all the muckety bucks on set, right? But usually, like the production won't let them. Uh, You know, I would make it a thing. I would put it in my contract. Go ahead, rent my house, but I'm hanging out with. And you could, you know, if you have a really spectacular or very specific place. And I got to tell you, you know, it's so funny. Going back to the office, which we. Let's go back to the office. Go ahead to the office. Go ahead to the office. There was a, you know, there's a scene where um, Meredith, where, they, where Michael Scott and uh, D'Angelo Vickers go to Meredith's house. And that's my character, Meredith. And uh, it's like the Walk of Shame scene where they literally had a, it was like a gorilla shoot, and the woman who owned the house was like a hoarder. We should have shot inside because it was actually like the perfect Meredith <laughs> house. And I would walk in every take. I would walk in deeper. I'm like, oh, like there'd be, you know, pizza boxes like literally on the on the breakfast table in the kitchen that went all the way to the ceiling. I'm like, this is unbelievable. She's recycling those. She, mm-hmm. Yes, I'm okay. sure she's going to make a lot of money. She's going to bring those back and save the environment. You don't understand. Tons of magazines, lots of like nicotine stains everywhere, <gasps> and a gold pack of Halls. That the gold pack. It was yeah, it's especially you know honey flavored. It, yeah. Right, exactly, exactly. But it almost looked like it was nicotine stain because it went right. with the other. Yeah, right, it fit. And it. I just remember Will Ferrell was like, "Look at the Halls. Look at the Halls. <laughs> Isn't it amazing how, uh, whenever Jesus. you see the hoarders... The set decorators don't have to do anything. They didn't have to do a thing. <laughs> I've worked for a guy who was a hoarder, and when you walk in, you immediately know something's odd because there's bags of bags in the living yes. room, but they don't know. Like you They can't look see. At, they can't see it, and you can't discuss it with them because you're... No. They don't know. No, there's no discussion. But if we were there, you're, we'd look at each other like, oh my God. 
Yeah, it's the yeah you're getting the winky winky the high yeah. The, yeah the secret handshake. But it's funny because the first take we did, I I we, we were just rehearsing and I walked in the house and I walked by and I go whoa, <laughs> and then I saw the woman who owned the house and I go cleaner than I thought. <laughs> I was like, I was trying to get out of my horrifying reaction. That's a good save. At least he didn't yeah, Betty Davis her, right? What a dump. Or, yeah, right. That's so awesome. I think Whoa, that was implied, but yeah, that's okay. But that, that, then you could at least take a right turn. <laughs> and the other thing is, there's in those kinds of houses, because this guy was the same way, you're from back east, so you know what it's like after a snowstorm, you are out going sledding with your family, your brothers or whatever, and, and the one kid makes a path. And then you all follow in that path. Sure. Yeah. That's their house. Yeah. Oh, it's right. It's like the path through the living room, Shh. Oh, around gosh. to the bathroom, but that's all. And then for some reason, there's a foot of just stuff. Right. Yeah. I've seen bookstores like that where it's oh, used yeah, yeah, bookstores yeah, yeah, yeah. with just a whole bunch of books. And then there's like an area dug out where like they lowered a fat dude in with a crane. <laughs> and he sits in the middle of all the books. And, and you have no idea how he gets in and out. Yeah. You have no, no idea. No idea. There's actually one in Burbank that's closing, or maybe it just, just closed. closed. The movie oh, world. dude, yeah. I used to love that store. Movie World, which was mostly books. Mostly books. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. I, I have a Life magazine from like 1941 on my coffee table, like right by my by my couch where my coffee table should be. <laughs> buy all your pizza boxes. <laughs> you don't do your living room weird. That's fine. <laughs> I know. I should be. I should do it weirder. Yeah. Sorry. There's so much pressure to be different in this town. I'm sorry. I'm disappointing everyone. <laughs> Well, uh, back to How to Get Girls. Sure. Yes. Right? Back yes. To, head to the now, office. That's back a to movie. That's I'm not a lesbian. Uh, <laughs> you, but if you need to know us. how to get girls, I'm, I'm I could be helpful. Yeah. Are you been yes. a girl? You should know. Sure. I want to talk about the other yes. angle on this. Yes. Is it's about two guys who can't get girls when they're kids. Right. Uh, one grows up to be a stud, and the other lead Zach uh, remains kind of a dweeb. Sure. Um, and so he thinks the stud is the way to get girls, but. The stud is still preoccupied with what they did as a kid, which was create comic books. There's a whole Comic Con yeah. angle to this too, right. which also the Comic Con's in Dover, which is hilarious in its own right. way. Oh my god! But, uh, <laughs> um, but that's a whole other angle to it too. So if you like, you know, your your '80s sex comedies, or if you simply like geekery, that's also on display in this movie as well. And so geekery. are geekery. geekery, and so are plenty of beautiful women. So if you're someone who's like, you know, I want to <laughs> see some beautiful breasts. You can see this movie. Beautiful Again, girls. It, it's a hormone romp. It is hormone on, romp. On all levels. Yes. The characters, the audience. <laughs> Everybody enjoy. enjoys it. Yes. And I, I can't help but contribute to that. I'm just kidding. Of course. Um, yes. And our, our lead guy, Zach, can't catch a break. I'll play a little clip here where he uh, has a brief encounter with Dave Keckner as the, this is just from the trailer, <laughs> as the school principal, yep. and then his parents back at home with, by right. Kate and Chris. Play his mother. Who is that guy? I, I told you, that's Ben. He looks like Thor, but like ethnically ambiguous. What? I want to like SpongeBob those square pants. Oh, how was seeing Ben after so long? He changed a lot. Got like really attractive. Really, really hot. Honey, you're good looking too. He's okay. He's like a five. <laughs> Six top. So nobody's there to help this poor Zach because he's trying to just get laid, right? Well, yeah. Or, or have the esteem to do that. Well, I mean, and I don't think his parent. I mean, I don't think his mother's thinking of like, how how can I get my son laid? Actually, I just want him <laughs> yeah. to you know, yeah. not kill himself. Uh, I'll tell you, you know? my favorite subplot is one where he keeps getting himself caught in cr- wacky comedy situations where the family thinks he's hitting on his sister. Oh, that was right. brilliant in the right. bathroom. Right. Nice scene. Oh my god! First time we see Kate, she's got wine in her hand. You come right to the door, I believe. I do with a big old red wine. That's in my writer. I 
I have to write it into the, every contract. My dad owned a bar in Philadelphia, so I try to play an alcoholic in everything I do. Well, Just my gift to the universe. Thank you. We thank you for that. Should you? Should you? <laughs> sure. Now, you didn't do those scenes with Chris. Did you see uh, Dave? I forget if the scenes at I the did end not see Dave there. Or no, no, Chris no. We, we were, no, we were te- texting because I've known Keckner for, oh my God, yeah, over 20 years. We, we were at Second City. Um, training center at the same time. We weren't in the same class, and then we were at Improv Olympic in Chicago. And then we actually did the Real Life Brady Bunch together for a short period of time in New York. Cool, he played yeah. Mr. Brady when I was Alice. Oh, fantastic. And then we actually did uh, an imp- we used to improvise afterwards at the Village Gate uh, late night. We were trying to get people in New York who, at the time, in the early 90s, were not interested in improv. But that's not okay. at all. But that was right before UCB, UCB got there. Yeah. yeah, they changed the okay, game. Okay, well, that brings God. me to the next part of the stuff yes. I want to talk about. Your background, because... I, I, do, I don't You did know a background it. check on me? I did a what background check on you. Well, we'd we like heard bring, already. <laughs> we'd like to bring in the... Oh, there's the FBI. Come on okay, in, gentlemen. Okay, that's all right. Oh, no. uh, that's the helicopter noise you're hearing, guys. <laughs> it's me. Uh, so, but you do have Second City roots. I do. Excellent. Yes, yes. yes. So we, we did time in Toronto and Chicago. Yeah, fantastic. And, uh, and, yeah, and, but somehow like our paths sentence. never crossed. Well, but we but were only overlapped by a year. A year, right. Yeah. That's true. We and got there when you were probably leaving. And I was actually on tour a lot that year doing the Brady Bunch Um but um, yeah, no, no, it was like the best five years of my life. In fact, I had graduated from college from University of the Arts and my aunt thought that uh, Second City would be a good fit for me. And she lived in Chicago, my mom's sister. And so she sent me a ticket to check it out. And the first night I went there, Bonnie Hunt was getting married. So she was not in the show. So Jane Lynch was understudying oh. for her. And then Bonnie Hunt came back to the improv set in her wedding dress. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Oh my god! I remember like I was on the Bunny Hunt show like a few years ago, and I was like, I mentioned. She goes, "Yeah, we're divorced now." I was like, "Oh, oh that explains so oh, much." Yeah, <laughs> because you couldn't even get your your one wedding night. You couldn't yeah. give up the improv set. It was hilarious, by the way. Oh, sure, mm-hmm. she came in and killed oh, it. Oh my, in a it was dress. hilarious, and there but, were so uh, many scenarios that were you know, yeah. That does say a lot. I but it's honey, a, I guess, I'll be right back. <laughs> yes, yes, yo, just, <laughs> That's just saying. Just fifteen minutes, right? Just yeah. I just gotta, I gotta go improvise. Hang on. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yeah. I love you forever. So those <laughs> were those were the Second City Wonder Years. Yeah, absolutely. That years, was the magical years. At the end of your Carell and Colbert were just kind of still there, but fading off, and then we're coming Adam McKay and Tina Fey. And Drat. Right. Well, actually, when I first started there, um, uh, Chris Farley was still there, and, uh, oh. and t- oh, uh, Tim Meadows. Cool. I was, there was a show that when I was taking class right before I got hired, Dave Pasquese, Joel Murray, Joe Liss, uh, Tim Meadows, I mean, it was like, I think I saw that show like 35 times, maybe 40. It was called The Gods Must Be Lazy, and Del Close uh, directed oh, well, it. I took go. class with Del as well. Mm-hmm. He wasn't nice to the girls back then. No, okay. I, took class, I, I took class tough. with him as well. I he moved there to take with him, and he was hard. He was tough, yeah. I mean, but it's kind of like, how bad do you want it? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I feel like Tina Fey was really responsible for changing that vibe, certainly for SNL because I I was actually up for SNL um, when I was at the Annoyance Theater and and, uh, Second City we did a show called The Miss Vagina Pageant that Jill Soloway directed (laughs) and it was written out of improv of course you did yes and four out of the six of us were like up for SNL so we were like having lunch with Lauren and I remember like it it was really tough because two uh, two of the our, our castmates actually got on the show. It was Betty Cahill and um, and and Melanie Hutzel. Oh, okay, Melanie yeah. did three seasons, um, and it was like. But I realized like it was a terrible time to be a woman on SNL. Yeah. So I almost feel like you know rejection is protection. Mm-hmm. That's true. Because you know? then you would have had to have been trying to find 
a way to squeeze in. I don't feel like the writing was so strong for women. No, and then and all of a sudden the guys had scenes in drag at the Gap. Yeah, what yeah. the hell with Adam Sandler and and David Spade and, because and there's Farley? No women to yeah, because those for girls that. can't do that. They can't handle this. No. But you know, I mean, the head writers were always men, and then yep. Tina came in, and, and you know, well, first Adam, and then Tina. And I think Adam, so, yeah. perhaps this is just my no, he was a big part of him. I believe he, he, he no, absolutely, that. absolutely, yeah, clearly coming, yeah. But it was you know, so it was just a different time, and it was kind of like mm. back out at the Second City Northwest, we saw a show called The Madness of what was it, it was the take on the madness of King George. Uh, 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 I can't remember. I can't remember the name of it. Uh, madness of Boy George. It was something Maybe. like that. Uh, something like that. Um, Nancy Walls was in it. And she oh my was God, she yes. gets on SNL, does nothing. And oh I can yeah. see where they, it's brutal, right? stymied by that. Such a it's waste. brutal. No, it was the same year Kechner was on. Yes, that's right. Yes, all and in full circle. Yeah, and I feel like he didn't stay very long. No. That's dumb. No, it's stupid. That doesn't yeah, make sense. I know, it's so weird. But it's yeah. it's one of those things where, like, thanks to a lot of therapy, <laughs> I realize, like, just even being acknowledged for, because you don't go after SNL, they come after you. Right. They re- It's a very weird process, and, like, you have lunch with Lauren, and it's, like, a weird, and then you do your, it's just, it's a whole thing. Did it's, you have to do that audition where they don't laugh, and you just stand up there? You know what, I, I, I only got... Uh, I, I did not do, get the final round. I oh, got the good. second to last, but that's okay. It was, yeah. it was, it was, yeah, I was chewed up and spit up and out. But it was, Fantastic. it was, again, but it was, I, I feel like there were, there were people there that I met at the time that like kind of kept showing up later on in my life mm-hmm. and, and it all kind of made sense later. And, you know, it's, it's, life is so funny. I do feel like I'm, I'm really a late bloomer and I'm really happy about that because I feel like, I am, was older, so I got to enjoy when I got the office. Like I really understood. I actually kept my restaurant job through the first season of the office because I didn't know if we were going to get picked up. <laughs> Where were you working? At a restaurant called Kate Manolini in Beverly Hills. That's and I was waiting on a ton of old movie stars and I, I I directors. It. I used to wait on Billy Wilder like three times a week. And you, tipper, you know, at Billy Wilder. He was okay, but I'm <laughs> telling you, I waited on him for five years. He could not pick me out of a lineup. Oh, that's and so I, funny. Yeah, and I, I just got to present at the Turner Classic Movie Festival. I got to present um, the movie. Um, um, uh, with Ray Milland about alcoholism, uh, lost the weekend. last weekend, and it was, and the reason why they asked me to do it was because I played an alcoholic, but also because I <laughs> used to wait on Billy Wilder, and I literally say like, when you, uh, you know, make these hopes and dreams, like I want to work with the best, be specific, be more specific <laughs> than I was, because you don't just want to wait on Billy Wilder, you know, I'd be like trying to have like snappy repartee yeah. with him, and you know, I'd say, do you want your, you know, your apple pie heated up, and he'd say yes, and I'd say, some like it hot, you know, hey. nothing, 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 nothing. <laughs> Or, you know, like his regular, uh, you know, order, we, didn't, we were out of it. So I'd hand him a menu and throw him a line for the apartment. Shut up and deal. You know, nothing, nothing. 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 No. Nothing. nothing. Maybe That's he right. wasn't awake. Maybe he didn't know uh, where he was. No, 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 no. He knew. No, no, no. <laughs> no but this he consciously didn't give a shit. No, but seriously, it's sh- that showbiz. Like, seriously, that's wow. like that's like a growing up thing, though, where you have to understand that sometimes your fabulousness does not transfer when you're in certain stages in your life. And it doesn't mean you're not funny. It doesn't mean you shouldn't keep pursuing what you're yeah. what you're pursuing. It's It doesn't mean that you're being punished. It's just kind of how it goes. And I feel like that job waiting on, like, because I used to wait on all these old stars, but I also waited on, like, Steve Martin and, like, Robert De Niro and, you know, Dwight Yoakam and, like, Sharon Stone. Like, crazy, you know, <laughs> Whitney Houston and Bobby Brown. Crazy, crazy, that crazy, is crazy, crazy, crazy. That'd be yeah. some stuff. All while yeah. you're, uh, didn't even see you on the, did that ever cross over where someone came in, hey, you're, aren't you on the office? A little <laughs> bit. Actually, David O. Russell was one of the first, was like, hey, hey, that you must know. must have been very nice to feel after a while. I love you on that show. And we could go for some bread. Uh, that's right. <laughs> and I, yes, and you, I think you I think you got my order wrong. Yeah. Uh, yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I do remember some people's orders like, 
oh, fish and chips and a Diet Coke. How are you doing? What's up? Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, and it's funny because once the the office was starting to get, you know, recognized uh, critically, you know, I remember the first time we went to the Emmys. I was like, oh my god! I worked this. I used to work. I worked the governor's ball. I used to wait tables at this thing. And also, like, there would be so many people that were that I knew from waiting on them, and some of them would recognize me, and some of them wouldn't. And like, J.J. Abrams recognized me right away. Oh my god, you are waitress. We're so happy for oh, you. And then right. other people who like basically treated me like gum in their shoe, which suddenly wanted to talk to me. I'm like, <laughs> and not that I <laughs> wish them uh, ill, but I'm right. like, really? you talk to me like I was gum on your shoe. Like, I don't think there so. are a number of people here to talk to. You're low on the list. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's also you know you just sort of see people's true what know. was that like trying to get um were you improvising regularly at io when you auditioned? i was uh yes uh I, yes although i was also do, i was mostly doing the lampshades because we did the lampshades every week for five years oh okay but i would do it armando and, and like and i was also on a um, um an all chick improv uh team with angela oh, uh, yeah. called bitch planet we did that for a couple years and that was really fun that was when i first moved back uh to la because i'd been um i was here for um, after after I left Chicago, I was in New York for six months, and then um, Tom Booker asked me to do Valley of the Dolls. We did a stage production of the movie Valley of the Dolls. A lot of Chicago people were in it. Was and that off-Broadway? It was. Mm-hmm. Um, we started it in West Hollywood, and then it went off-Broadway, and then I ended cool. up staying in New York for three years. Oh, okay. Um, and I was, like, singing with John Flansburg's band, They Might Be Giants, like his other band, Monopuff. Um, we would open for the They Might Be Giants, and it was, it was like a fun little, you know, crazy. I was kind of, like, trying to get that next big thing, but mm-hmm. Valley of the Dolls had a big cult following, really big, and it was very, like, Rocky Horror, where I call it, like, pre-YouTube theater, where it was kind of like the Brady Bunch, where it, you were just doing what it was on stage, and it it automatically was heightened. But We know. had Susan Hayward in drag, though, from that mistake. We did. We had, uh, Jackie Beat was uh, <laughs> in drag as, as Helen Lawson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which was fantastic. I, I got to pull the wig off every, yeah. Neely, I was playing the Patty Duke Neely O'Hara part, which is a very iconic, crazy, so, yeah. But, but if you look at your IMDb, you've got Curb Your Enthusiasm by that point and Bernie Mac <laughs> show. But were then cut. But that's you're on the office. Uh, yeah, so yes. So what, what was the... I started guest starring. Um, I don't. I think. I think I'm one. Of, I also. I think some people are character people, and uh, age is only your friend. I was just thinking yeah. that because it's if you're saying that you're a late bloomer, and now you're playing these characters that are a little rough around the edges and have to be physically fit and young enough to carry that off, but at the same time have to look tired and kind of like over it. All is that, that what you think of me? You I'm think just look, saying sorry. she looks a little <laughs> tired. No, I'm just thinking that. Um, but you're um, working it um, so well. No, um. no. <laughs> Now, I, one time totally I auditioned. Cleaner than I thought. <laughs> one time I auditioned, for example, I auditioned for the producers, and they were only hiring women in their 30s to play the old ladies because you would have to be right, able to do that, that over and over, crazy, and over Those crazy so jumps. So what I'm thinking yeah. is, like, when you were playing Meredith, she wasn't just sitting there quietly. She was physically crazy, and you can't have right, an that, old, that messed was, up lady But that was developed that. very slowly. I don't think that <laughs> no was way. originally planned. I Seriously, I think that wow. was something that they kind of came up with as time went on. Yeah, when they saw it and worked with you. Yep. You mean? Oh, maybe, but yeah, but I also I think it was that. like, oh, yeah, because I feel like every, I, I ended up doing so many of my own stunts on the show. I felt like you yeah. were getting to do dude comedy. Yeah, sort I of. Like actually, that. What, and what I loved about Meredith was it was it was a different, it was like a chess game. No, not, most of the other characters, they would sort of go through a phase of a kind of a, a pattern of their comedy and then like they might become more expositional or something might change. And I loved the fact that I did not, they never gave up that that game with like where, where it's you know you'd see me kind of like almost in the background but like 
it was just a, like, where you just see part of my face sometimes. And it was just like, I, you know, and all that stuff with the wigs in the last season mm-hmm. when, when Meredith has to shave her head. But I, I just, it's like I loved still getting to do physical harmony. And I love that that never got compromised. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just remember you falling a lot. Yeah. 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 yeah that's true. <laughs> I was planking and then um, <laughs> Dwight blows the, uh, you know, the fire extinguisher off the top of the toilet. Uh, t- the the toilet divider in the ladies' room and <laughs> oh, actually, I think it was men's room. Meredith was because you were in the men's room, of course. <laughs> yes, get out, right? Yeah. I think one of the biggest crimes on this earth is that Steve Carell doesn't have an Emmy for I'm that show. I'm with you. That's what is that about? I think he's going to get an Academy Award and everybody's going to be like, "Oh, we want you back." You know, I don't know, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's. I'm with you. He's he, Steve is one of the most amazing actors. He could do five takes completely different. And with his own ideas that just would pop up and like uh, with compl- a, a complete sense of surprise with everyone for all of us. Like I, I, I can't even tell you. He's he's really like he's just really got it. He's and the show was always the star in his head. Like he always was serving the piece, oh, which is so second, rare. Second City Dream. It's really, true. Right? But you know that changes yeah, sometimes when sometimes good. when people become number one on the call sheet, things change. Um, Not with him. That's good. News. No. And it, it kept everybody's focus on the goal you well, know what's the legendary story about Dave Pesquese winning a Jeff for best ensemble member yeah. and he said I guess I didn't do my job <laughs> Jeff, that's hilarious. how can you be best ensemble <laughs> that's hilarious <Yeah. laughs> when, well, do you know Scott Adsit of course yeah. Scott and I we toured together oh, at Second City well then yeah. you've yes. luckily gotten to live this but whenever um, Paul and I we were doing uh, Tony and Tina's at Piper's Alley and of course then yes my friend David Vigiano was in that for a while too I don't I, mean, I think he may have been but he was in the first cast oh okay so yeah. we came in and kind of did the we're about replacing. 800 people I was yeah. going to say there's show. a lot we, were, all right. <laughs> we were get done just in time to go down and the watch the passage. he was a <laughs> closeted brother yes yeah oh uh, yes I can't remember that. Yes, yes. So we would go downstairs to watch the improv set. That's right when we would be able of to course, get in. And we'd watch Super Close Proximity. Oh my God, he is so brilliant. Night. Brilliant. And brilliant, his brilliant. thing is, he just makes everyone look brilliant. Yes, he does. He does. And it's Amazing. so funny because when, when Scott was on um, 30 Rock, we would do. Um, the upfronts together in New York at, at Rockefeller Center, and we'd have to take a lot of pictures with a lot of, um, you know, executives from local studio stations and stuff, and they would come, and we'd literally be, we would be there for like two hours, and people, they'd just be bringing people in and out to pose with us, and Scott decided to uh, hijack us, and he just sat with our cast oh, and smiled every single time. I mean, I lo- had no I just, idea. They had no idea. And they, they thought they were like, hey, and they would, sometimes they'd be like, hey, like look at them like, hey. <laughs> so he ditched his cast right. and joined ours, That's awesome. and we would laugh so hard, like till we cried. Oh my god, he's hilarious! Yeah, um, <laughs> he was on The Office. He play, played a photographer he? for one oh, episode right before Thirty Rock. Oh, good for right him. Right before, yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So you say that though, and I immediately think of Mr. Show and Scott Adsit played the photographer. Oh my for god, Tank magazine. Oh my god. And now I now I can't function properly because those images just haunt oh my, my head whenever That's they come. That's fantastic. To me. <laughs> so fantastic, and you know that Bob Odenkirk was almost Michael Scott, and then they, oh, ended, right? they ended up putting him in season eight oh, as kidding. Pam's possible new boss, and he, he got to kind of do his version of it, and it was so brilliant. Oh, so he's brilliant. so good. I mean, Be- Better Call Saul is the best oh, show on TV. Oh my god, show. amazing, Absolutely. amazing! Come on. Vince oh, Gilligan it was forever. A new one, it was a new one last night. Last night, so we can watch it. Oh. We'll see you later. We have something. To <laughs> I gotta go. Well, that's our <laughs> show. Less is more. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> gotta go. But uh, you mentioned briefly in passing the lampshades. Now this is your. Yes. In fact, it's uh, so funny because um, uh, Bob Odenkirk had a pilot. Uh, 
it was after Mr. Show when they had a little bit of a break, and he asked the lampshades to do the warm up for that um, sketch show. It was, I think, it was for Fox. Oh, that'd be and awesome. we, we ended up like we ended up uh, not getting to do it because he had someone else who was really alternative the night before, and the audience hated this guy. Oh, he was too different, and they're like, "You're too different. We need a regular show." I was like, "What?" So yeah, but Bob was very kind. I mean, he asked us personally because he was oh. he was he was like one of the first supporters of the lampshades, which is That's America's great. what is it most America's favorite dying lampshade. Yes, object. that is my <laughs> comedy lounge act with Scott Robinson. Yes, and we uh, literally have become the thing we're making fun of. It's like two people that are trapped in an act. We still do once or twice a month. We play um, a lot of comedy clubs. I, I, actually, a lot of a lot of comedy festivals. We right. we don't play that many clubs, but we we have toured and stuff. But. We usually play flappers once a month in Burbank. Yeah. And yes. uh, I've seen you. I have a group called the Boo Bay Sisters, and we have seen you in passing while we're all dressed like lunatics. Yes, this so is true. In I think the, the first time we've met without yes, wigs and costumes. Right, out of drag. Mm-hmm. Out of drag, it's true. We always are asked if we're, um, we say that we're women dressed like men dressed like women. It's hilarious. <laughs> That's our bit. There you go. Here's a little taste of the lampshade. Ew. <laughs> we do mashups. Yeah. I'm gonna yeah. be a kite He's essentially doing the uh, rapper yes. part of the show. Yeah, where the yes. rapper just comes in and goes, uh, yeah. Like, yeah. Exactly. What's up? Exactly, <laughs> man. So I'm like full of effort. He is effort. There you uh, go. Not even effortless. No, effortless because a couple Effortless, yes, yes. Yeah. No, effort. He's less than, yes, he has no energy no whatsoever. No effort at all. Without effort. Yes. I don't remember yes. him standing up when I saw you. So yeah, sometimes he just literally sits down and passes out. <laughs> and now so. he's doing a bit where he passes out, like literally standing up on the mic. Like he's falling asleep on the microphone. Nice. It's kind of fantastic. That is great. That is yeah, but I, I always love the idea of singers who try too hard, who are, so I'm basically making fun of, you know, uh, people who are very talented, but who also sort of push their window of welcomeness. Yeah. Is that the word? Yeah. Yes. They, they yeah. can become like a bit abrasive, even if they have a lovely voice, because they're yes. so... They're intrusive. In yes. your face. They're needy. They're desperate. They, they, <laughs> yes. It's a hostage situation. What's Get me out of here. What's wrong? So, yeah, and my character wears a, a red jumpsuit, and the joke's get lower and wider, ladies and gentlemen. Sorry, just saying as, <laughs> as, we, as we go. That reminds me of Lost in Translation, that lounge singer lady. Oh, yeah. She's that person where she's just too much going right. on and i mean and, and god yeah. bless them i have nothing but respect and <laughs> even though i'm <laughs> and it's still them. funny yeah. yeah well it's a because th- it's a whole thing it's yeah. so real but it's so f- weird because i've just been singing as myself the last few years with jane lynch and i'm like and it it was like a head trip for me because i always sang in character mm-hmm. so it's like i mean we're sort of heightened versions of ourselves but we did this christmas album and it's like it's very legitimate even though it's it's some of it's fun but it's like it's weird it's like i i I have to get out of my head to, you know, kind of commit to just being myself. But yeah, we did this album called Swinging Little Christmas and we did a big Christmas tour last year. We're about to do a really big Christmas tour this year, cross country. We're doing like 20, 25 cities. You know what? Now I know why I feel like I know you so well. We did Santa-thon this year because oh, yes. you were touring. Yes. <laughs> so the Boubets were asked oh, to do it. Thank yes. you. That's the big show with Fred Willard. Yeah, so we got to work yes. with them because oh, they're like, Lynch's couldn't do it. Oh, awesome. Well, I'm so glad. <laughs> thank you. No, that's, yeah, because I was out with Jane Lynch. I know, so I know. so funny. Because I'm like, why don't we almost have met? That's uh, why. No, that's why. That's I love so Santa-thon. Um, I love the Santa-thon. Now, Fred Willard is so, now, t- 
talk about effortless. Yes. That he man makes was, it look so easy. Right before we went on, he was given a script, which yeah. I think maybe he knew was coming, but I don't think he read <laughs> no, it. Yeah, no, no, no. You're and right. They, That's how he works. He's yeah. the host, and so he just sort of looked at it for a second. And then just set it down and went out on yeah. stage and was hysterical. Yeah. Well, he can't read. I'm just kidding. He probably um, can't. Sorry. sorry. He, can read. he can read. He was just well, charming that, right? as heck. His, his weakness becomes his strength. <laughs> he's he's going to turn it into hey, something. That's right. Life gives he you lemons. so funny. No, he's that's awesome. Right. He is uh, He is such a master. I mean, really. Just well, he's a guy, if you saw him walking down the street and he jumped out of a bush and went, hey, be funny right now. He actually would then continue to crack you up. Yeah. <laughs> he would absolutely level you. With absolutely. how funny he is at absolutely. that moment. Like, I'd have to think of something. What am I going to do? And he right. would just be funny. No, absolutely. He's, he's the real deal, baby. Well, um, let me ask you this, because being that you are a comedian who sings, mm-hmm. whenever you are in the comedy clubs, do you find, we were alluding to this a little bit earlier, we yep. were talking, people, uh, you go up on stage, you look crazy. Sure. And so um, the audience doesn't know what they're going to get exactly. I think luckily with you, they know that you might be drunk because they remember you from the office right but, right, but still right. people who don't know you don't know what they're gonna get and i feel that you have to be really even if they brave. do know you they don't know what tr- they're gonna no, get yeah no because yeah, yeah. clearly yeah. you're different than a stand-up and they in right although the lampshades have hosted a lot of stand-up shows like we we yeah. sort of have been plugged into many a system because we used to do you know the knitting factory in saint nick's like back in oh, like the early like yeah back like mm-hmm. in 2003 and 2004 and and sarah silverman would do the shows and Pat oswald and like a lot of so i feel like we we've come up with a lot of, even though you know you know we're still trapped in our act you know um our evolution is much smaller as it should be and, right. and thanks to clear channel radio most of the kids are, are still they still get our musical references <laughs> So when we play colleges, it's like, okay, this isn't a total loss, but it's, but it's, but it's, you know, so I feel like we've, we, it's, it's so bizarre. Like I remember when we did the Aspen Comedy Festival back in 2003, Dimitri Martin did our show and like Alex Borstein did our show, um, Janine Garofalo. I mean, just, it's, it's just bizarre to me. I mean, how, you know, the, the people that you, I, I feel like I've had so many lives here. I mean, it's, it's so weird, but of course the office has been a whole other um, just lovely journey. I mean, and it, I feel like it's amazing when you get to have your dream come true right. because like, you know, as a kid watching TV comedies in the seventies, that you know shows that had finales. Like I was like, I always wanted to be on a show that had a finale, and like I got oh, to be on did. a show. With a finale. <laughs> yeah, that's true because they knew it was going to end. Instead of hey, we're going to stop this right yeah. now. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's, and that's really hard to do today. Yes. Wow. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, and then they um, they and my boyfriend was in the finale because he was an NBC photographer. I actually met him on the show, so he was actually dancing with me like during the credits with at Dwight and Angela's wedding when when uh, Michael Scott and Dwight are dancing, and then he actually was the photographer in the scene when they reveal Pam's mural. And he has a couple lines, so it's it's crazy. I mean, anyway, but that's, but there's a there's I don't know. I just feel like this is a crazy, it's a crazy business. And I just want to say to anybody that's struggling and and feeling like how come it's not happening faster? Or, or, or how come I didn't get this? How come he got that? I didn't. What I should have. Uh, I feel like, yeah. If you sweat the things you don't get, you really suffer. And it's you get to lick your wounds and have your feelings, but like don't worry about it. You well, know, they say you will not get what is not meant for you. Absolutely. And sometimes I think the things that I thought I really, really wanted, they would have actually not been as good as what I got. SNL? 
Yeah. I mean, especially at that time. You were on SNL, time. though, weren't you? Like, uh, you're, you're accredited as a voice Oh, yeah, I just did. Uh, you know what? Um, uh, Robert Smigel used to know those um, oh, okay. Saturday TV Fun House. Well, that's how you want to be on SNL. Yeah, you're not yeah, going to yeah. otherwise be? No, totally. And Smigel. We, yes, and we did a cartoon. He had remembered me because I, I had tested for the Dana Carvey show and didn't get it. Um, and Steve Carell and, 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 and uh, Colbert Cott. and Bill Cott, yeah. they all got it. Um, but I remember, he remembers because I, I used to do Lucy from Charlie Brown, like as I, as if I was animated, like, I know when I've been insulted. I know when I've been insulted. You know, and so, <laughs> so like, so I, I actually, I remember like testing for that. And he re- had remembered that I did that character. So at the last minute they were doing a Peanuts, um, kind of, you know, parody. And so I got to play Lucy cool. from Charlie Brown. And it was kind of awesome. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. So, but yeah, but, but to your point of, of advice for those who were facing setback it's not like you sat on your hands that's the other important thing you gotta too. work hard yeah you gotta work hard and you cannot let the fact that if you have to work it on the job that doesn't that doesn't take the place of the work that you have to do for your art or for your you know for for your journey if you're going to write whatever you're going to create you have to you have to keep a lot of balls in the air but you also don't bitch about your balls i'm just telling, you know i'm just you know i'm just it's true it's like you gotta really just like make peace with it because if you don't then like why do it right well, and you bring up a good point because sometimes I feel bad that I have a part-time day job and so then you go, well, I'm not really an actor, but that's what being an actor is. That is. Are that you kidding is me? being an actor is having a flexible job that Absolutely. you do to stay indoors Absolutely. while you, you audition. And then you actually get to do what you want to do too. Right. I mean, otherwise, like, you might be in repertory theater in mm-hmm. Indiana, which is a fine thing to do. Right. But if you want, if you have ambitions that are different from that, then that's a very limiting thing to do to yourself. And you can call yourself an actor and be like, I only get paid to act. Well, right. that's that's fine, but it, it also limits the that sense of possibility, and like particularly in the in the comedy world. I mean, mm-hmm. I really don't know what it would be like to be pursuing this career as a dramatic actor because you don't get to go to a club and yeah. do like, you know, a, like a twenty minute like intense love scene with I mean, whatever, <laughs> exactly. whatever or dying scene. I don't know. It's hilarious. And if you did, it still might be funny if you did it. Well, yeah, uh, it's kind of like karaoke. It's sad if you're if if you're not good. It's sad. If you're good, it's really sad. It's really sad. Absolutely. It can be very sad. Can be sad. Yeah. Oh my god! Crazy. Actually, you have to jump back to something else. We have a, That's a, a poster Jackie on our B. wall Horn, here. By the way, my drag queen friend. Oh okay. yes, yes. Uh, for <gasps> won't you be my neighbor? And you yes. mentioned is a Mr. Rogers song that you guys the lampshades lamp do. Yeah, we have a medley called PBS, and we do Mr. Uh, Mr. Rogers song with Marvin Gaye's "Sexual Healing," and then um, a Sesame Street. One of these things is not like the other. <laughs> it's a very <laughs> It's very were you layered. doing mashups before mashups were a thing? We were, mm-hmm. yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I thought. Yes, yeah, yeah. And 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 uh, um, I, I, it's we. The thing about the lampshades is that there is a musical legitimacy in our insanity. So there is like an earworm situation going on. So I kind of like that because that way, if we're trying whatever we're doing with the comedy, I feel like we have some place to kind of go to. Mm-hmm. It's I don't know where the, the audience will be satisfied one way or the other. You know. Well, that's what we say. We go and we do our songs, and we do a lot of parodies, so we change all the lyrics. But we decide that no matter what, at least they know we can sing. Because right. we don't make goof. Uh, our jokes aren't about our singing. We try to do really tight harmonies and really make sure right. that well, that's well, solid. Yes. Because right. we figure if nothing else, they'll be entertained by well, our this singing. This is true. And bad lounge. You get about 30 seconds of bad lounge, <laughs> and then we're done, right? And then we're really done. Yeah. And then we're done, and then, and then we're, we're really done. done. But there's so you much know. more that you can do with it if you actually can sing like you can. Right, you and, can and go further. The, I, I I kind of like the fact that we we liked we actually we we don't really ever do harmony the lampshades because um, we we sing two, two songs at the same time. That's right. kind of the main thing that we do. At, but it's usually at the same time, or there's, or there's a weaving that's a little unusual. 
So I don't know. I just like to keep things a little musically interesting. And do you always, I, I'm trying to remember when I saw you, I think you guys had, did you have keyboard and tracks? Uh, we, uh, we, uh, Dave Adler was our keyboard player. He used to play at Second City mm-hmm. as well. Um, he hasn't played with us in years because he doesn't live here anymore. Oh, so we only, we it. only do tracks. Unfortunately. Okay. But, but again, that's sort of part of the, you the, have to uh, work insanity. that in because I remember going to oh. see you to figure out how you did it because we were doing tracks, but I would control them on stage. But when you go to comedy clubs, they're going to control them, which is frightening. It can be. Oh. Yeah, it so can I be. watched you and you'd call it and then they wouldn't hit it. And you'd be like, try it again. And you have to just become that person well, calling your tracks. We have, we have a train wreck uh, yeah. uh, built in to our our, <laughs> our, our, our our deal, which is fine. You know, yeah. and, and yeah, that's right. which is so funny because then the opposite happens with Jane Lynch where there is no train wreck and everything must be. I mean, you know, it's like there's there's comedy with our music, but yeah. it's it's like there's a sense of like excellence where you go, oh, my God. Oh, shit. I can't. You oh my have God. to cue that. They're yeah. going to play it. Yes. Yeah. Or also like you have to hit that thing perfectly. You can't. There's just no getting out of what you're there's doing. There's no safety net of being a kind of sassy lounge singer. Because there's a little bit of a safety net of if the track doesn't start and you're already a hot mess. Right, think? right, right. Well, I, I think there's always a safety net when there's comedy. I feel yeah, like that's, that's, a, that's a parachute, baby. That's it's true. a parachute. And and even, you know, Jane and I, because um, I, we definitely have like a sidekick. I'm like her sidekick. It's like she's sort of like the nun that like wraps me on the knuckles. <laughs> and I'm sort of like the sheepdog that's knocking everything over. Um, so as like precise as she is, as... Uh, as sort of, um, I'm looser than she has been in a way that co- we complement each other. Could it's, you tell us kinda, where we can see that? Because I want to um, see well, that. Well, we're, we're going to be at the Carlisle Hotel next month, um, September 11th through the 22nd um, for 10 shows. And um, and then in November, the end of November, we're playing, uh, like, I think 25 cities. We're playing um, Washington State. We're playing Kansas, Chicago, uh, D.C., uh, Kutztown, Pennsylvania, Atlanta, Nashville, a ton of cities in Florida. We're going to be we're actually going to be on a tour bus awesome. with and we sing with the Tony Guerrero Quintet. And then Tim Davis, who was the vocal arranger on Glee, sings uh, the third part with us. So, um, so cool. yeah, and we did this Christmas album that actually went number 10 in the Billboard Top 100s last year, which is amazing. That's like kind of crazy. I mean, it's only Christmas. So you only get a few weeks. <laughs> but it's still, you know, I mean, you know. But um, it's the most wonderful time of the year. It's true. All it's the true. more of a feat if you can get in the top that's 10. Well, that's, right? that's one way of looking at it. Yeah. Um, but it's less is more, right? If I had all yes. year to build up to it, but you had a short window. That's true. That's true. And that's all you got. But, you know, we, we get to, it's kind of, it's it's very like early 60s jazz late 50s early 60s inspired i actually got to arrange a couple of songs and one of them was um we three kings and i i just had a vision of it sounding like um dave brubeck's take five so it's in that meter and it's it's a little funky but it's really fun and again it's like i don't know and then i do good king wenceslas kind of like louis prima's old black magic you know that's a little that would work though yeah, no, the it, meter of it. Yeah. I mean, no, it totally does. Yeah, yeah. but I, yeah, I, I, it's actually like I get to do a little more comedy on stage because I, I didn't want it to, to be too comedy recordish because I feel like especially Christmas time, if something's too sticky, you can't listen to it over and over again. Right. So yeah. Except That's, for South Park, how did they manage? Have you heard their? Their Christmas, Christmas album? It, it's not sticky, that's why. I, it's you know amazing. I mean? every, yeah, yeah, yeah. Every oh, yeah. year, I can't. I have to listen to. That. Oh my god, it's that's so funny. It's the funniest thing there is. They are geniuses. Yeah. This is true. And and last thing about that show, I we've talked about so many projects. You're, yep. you're Kate and Jane there, or are you characters? Uh, uh, no, we're ourselves. Okay. Oh, we're ourselves. that's yeah, great. Yeah, so yeah, no, no, that's, yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's... it's uh, yeah. So who's the soprano? We both you switch. Both we both switch. Right? But I, yeah. for the Christmas tour, I sing, I sing a lot of the higher, or the like a lot of the... 
the melody. We do some stuff that's um, a cappella, mm-hmm. and it's um, it's hard. I, oh, I feel yeah. like I've never sung so high in my life, and I don't mean marijuana. Because <laughs> 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 I mean, like, maybe I should right. sing high. You should sing uh, high. Maybe that will help. And loosen everything <laughs> up. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. But yeah. So the, and the show we're doing at the Carlisle is called Two Lost Souls, and uh, it's kind of a. It's I'm, a, I'm not nuts. That's New York, right? Yes, Carlisle. New York. I think yes, that's upper, they, the Upper East Side. I think it's where they filmed the Bill Murray special. Oh, uh, maybe, I'm maybe oh, yeah. I know. Yeah. I know. Like um, Hannah and her sisters has a very famous scene a Willie, in that Woody Allen movie. Mm-hmm. Let me bring up someone else who is uh, not politically correct either. That's um, all right. That's, that's all right. right. <laughs> We're just keeping track. Is Louis C.K. going to open up? Just kidding. No. Right. <laughs> Jesus. Well, they couldn't guilt Bill Cosby, so they're just gonna. Oh. Uh, hey, I got two things yes. uh, I like to bring up at the end of every show. But before okay. I get to that, okay. uh, I did notice on your uh, IMDb you did "Love Lost" and "What I Wore." Yes, in New York. No, yeah. that's it's a Nora, Nora Ephron. Nora did you yeah. work? I, I don't know that show. So did you work? Did you meet her? I did meet her. her. Um, oh, cool. She was not around a lot, though. Um, that show, they would change cast every f- uh, six weeks. So it was a very short period. And, and that people didn't know she was sick. So it was a very brief uh, hello and goodbye. And then her sister, Delia, who also wrote the piece, uh, who co-wrote the piece, um, she was around more. And of course, it all made sense afterwards. But the people that worked for her didn't know she was sick, so it was wow. a big surprise. I'm wow. gonna use the old. They don't make them like that anymore. Uh, no kidding, Not like right? Nora Ephron. Uh, no kidding. Oh so my yeah, god, I was I curious know. if you had audience with her because she is. She was. Yeah, something. no, absolutely. And it's, it's funny because Jane Lynch had done the show a few months before me, and there's. A, I mean, there's there was so many great people in the cast, but we like Dee Dee Khan was in my cast. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, she, I mean, I'm like, oh, oh my amazing. god, she's so. And there's so <clears> many. And Loretta Sweet. I mean, it's like it's like all these people like you. Oh my god, you're like, awesome. what is happening? My life is good for you. That's life. so cool. Good for you. <laughs> uh, so otherwise, I want to ask: uh, You seen anything lately? This is a movie show. Um, uh, what have I what seen have recently? Oh, I just saw The Incredibles too. I enjoyed it yeah. quite a bit. It's There's a lot of drinking in that. <laughs> Women are drinking in was that. that right? yeah. Yes, it's true. You're right. It's so funny. Like they're drinking like drinks on well, the rocks. Well, that was their first. Mm-hmm. The, the original was their first PG movie. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. 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 So I think this is the same. Yeah. Um, I, although I have to tell you, the the I don't want to spoil it for the people who haven't that. But the opening cartoon <laughs> was. Do you remember? Bow. Bow. Right? Yeah. There's something about it that my boyfriend got the giggles so loud <laughs> he did not have the emotional response that was required, uh, yeah. and then I was laughing at him laughing, <laughs> and it was I don't want to ruin spoil it for the it. theater. We did. Oh, we did. <laughs> we did. I did that at Borat. But for all the right reasons, Borat was so funny. I was just he couldn't no! sit in his chair. Oh my I god! See, see, I, see, I think you're allowed to do that. I think you're allowed. To oh, do that, that I'm allowed to do. Yeah, but I suppose but when people should be crying, yes. and there's a yeah, guy just laughing his ass yes. off. Oh my god, he was he was well, like inconsolably laughing. Like I've yeah. never <laughs> he was laughing, crying. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. There's a, tur- t- a strange turn in that that has to do with. I haven't um, seen it yet, but now mother, son, I'm going to think of yes. that. Oh my god, mm-hmm. and something very strange happens. That's all I'm going to say. It is unforgettable, and it's funny. No, uh, it's not no. supposed to be. No, it's so <laughs> it's uh, but you know, sweet. that's okay. I mean, life is, isn't that life? I mean, at least you have a strong reaction. That's all I'm going to say. He's not sleepwalking through his life. Neither am I. I'm not sleepwalking through my life. Oh, that's, awesome. that's for sure. I am tap dancing as fast as I can. I'm also, I've been on a... There's um, your biography, autobiography. I know, right. Yeah. Tap dancing as fast, fast as, as I, I can. can. <laughs> I think somebody else might have that. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe not I tap. I don't think tap. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Maybe. Um, uh, but I'm, I'm on a, um, a Cartoon Network show called OKKO. Okay I've been doing that for, we're just starting our third season. I play KO's mom. And um, I'm also recurring on um, Steven Universe. I play Barb, the male, male person who's Sadie's mom. So it's like, there's like a, you know, but there's, that show has like such a, oh my God, there's so many people that love, love, love Steven Universe, as they should. It's a really great, I would not laugh at a touching moment in that no. cartoon. 
No. Sorry, Pixar. <laughs> I wouldn't. I don't think I know of those shows. Do they title you to go to Comic-Con? Uh, yes. Actually, oh, yeah. OKKO went uh, last year, right before we premiered, uh, we went to San, San Diego. And uh, it was it was a great, like, it was, I mean, we had like, we did a panel with like 2,000 people in the audience. It was that nuts. That has got to it's be crazy. fantastic. Yeah, it, was, it was pretty fantastic. I enjoyed going to see the panels. I yes. can't imagine being on one. It's insane. It's That's insane. Cool. And then they were like comparing both my characters. They did like a screen grab with like Carol from OKKO and Barb. I'm like, we, I got to talk about the differences. I'm like, what the hell? It's like inside the actor's studio for <laughs> yeah, right. the comic. For, for dopey yes. shit. Yeah, I know, yeah. right? <laughs> Yeah, but I love the our 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 uh, our, our creator uh, um, in, in Jones Quarter. He, he's he's a lovely, lovely guy who is so patient and lovely with the audience and like and with because I feel like there's kind of no room to be snarky when people have been like literally sleeping on the sidewalk for three days to see you yeah. in a costume. I mean, mm-hmm. you better have a little respect. I mean, they they love you. You know, I mean, yeah. like they're they're there because they really really want to be there and they're so invested. And I've just seen some like weird, you know. Some snarky things go down, and it's mm-hmm. it's not cool, you know. That it's not cool. No, you have the right attitude because those people are there because they want to. I mean, it's San Diego. Lots of them come from all over the country. Yes, it's not like it's just in L.A. and they can. And there's the nothing street. easy about it. Nothing when you're there. It's easy. So, it's hard to, get to food. stay. It's hard. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, it's, yeah. The food, like literally, it's 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 a thing. Mm-hmm. It's a whole thing. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, but God love the Comic Con. I mean, you know. And of course, I imagine the Comic Con would also kind of bleed over into the office it seems like a lot of the people would have the yeah, same although audience we never we never went as a cast they had the writers uh, go although it's changed so much in the last i mean the office ended five years ago mm-hmm. so it's changed so much in the last five you probably years. did paley fest right we did yes okay we that did. makes sense we sure did that's yeah. all TV we sure did yeah yeah although i you know i don't even know if ours ever aired but that's okay i think andy richter was our moderator and i knew andy because i did the really brady bunch with him, and he was he was um uh, at uh, Improv Olympic, um, we took a class together, like back in 1989. Yeah, 1999 of business. Yeah, exactly. 2009, you said. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Just use the last. Afraid of the past. It's okay. I want to play like you know. I want to be Ruth Gordon. I want to like you know. Well, again, I'm inspired by the fact that you said that you're. You're a late bloomer because I yeah. feel the same way, and I feel like things just are easier too. I have so much, so much experience of things now to bring to everything. It's just way. Oh, we talk about this all the easier. time now that they have uh, audition shows for singers on TV. You get to see a whole bunch of people with no life experience pretending they have emotion about a situation Hilarious. in a song that means yeah. nothing to That's them. That's so true, <laughs> and, and That's they don't so even true. know what they're singing yeah. about. That's so true. Yeah. And Some people wait a lifetime for a moment like that. Sorry, sorry, sorry. sorry. <laughs> exactly. Get out, everybody. Sorry. That was a Kelly Glickson say. Yeah. But then you listen to somebody sing that, and you're like, what, wait a life? Yeah, waited I, I know, 17 right. years. I know, more, like, I know, I know, I know. That's why I had a hard time with La La I'll tell La you about waiting. Oh hey, God, I know. La La Land, she had to wait, like, what was it, four years? Four whole six, years? Think, oh, yeah, six. But still, yeah. Six. Oh, God, six exhausting years. <laughs> As I'm, like, waiting uh, tables at, at the age of 40. I was like, just thinking the same yeah, thing. Because I always say, like, like, Steve Carell was a 40-year-old virgin. I was a 40-year-old waitress. And, <laughs> I, and then I sort of became, like, the poster child for, like, hey, but it's true. It's, it's true. like, you got to you got to do what you got to do and it doesn't there's not a number on this and i feel like if you listen to what is driving you and if you if you have a good sense of reality and like and also just a sense of joy in what you're doing you got to keep a little piece of that and know it's hard but it's whether it's like getting away from negative family members or like it's like don't call your mom who who doesn't understand you right before you go into an audition <laughs> just wait call her afterwards or text right. her afterwards don't yeah. Don't check your text from, you know what I mean? Like just mm-hmm. keep a little bubble around your, your dream and your, I don't know. 
I sound like I'm 85 years old. No, but you I know, that's really I'll important. tell you, I was not expecting inspiration from I this like interview it. today. I love it. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. You're yeah, expecting and if you inspiration. Get, I was well, going to get goofy, and now there's actually. It's all right. And if you get invited to something, go. Right? Go. go. I tell yeah. people go. that all the time. Go. What do you I feel want? Like the, go. I'm just going to binge. I feel like the universe wants you bad. to do things, so they invite, they literally say, here's a thing that we'd like you to go to. And right. then people are like, I'm going to watch TV. Yeah. 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 Drink. Yeah, I mean, you can drink when you go out. <laughs> you can, and it's probably, totally totally you can do both at the same time. <laughs> why stop? Right, let me ask you the question we ask yes, everyone yes. who comes so on the show. I'm so curious about this. Yes. this what is your favorite movie of all time? You know, oh my God, it's, I have a few and I'm I'm like an old lady. Um, oh my God, I'm, I'm, I was trying to, like, hmm. Uh, there's so many. Oh my God, there's so many. I, I'm a big fan of movies like... Casablanca. I can't say that that's my all-time favorite, but there's right. something so satisfying about watching that movie mm-hmm. because well, I feel like, and or, or movies like, um, like holds up. That's one of the best does. things about Casablanca. It holds does. It does up. hold up. And I, I love a tree grows in Brooklyn. That movie makes me cry like a bitch every time. I'm like, how did I do it again? How did I get here? Yeah, I know what's coming. How did I get here? Yeah. Feel the dreams for me. Same thing. I was like, I know yeah. how this is. It's still Isn't that crazy. Yeah. But I feel like there was something about the the way that movies were made in the past that really speaks to me. And it's it's and some might say that it's manipulative, but I, I feel like it's 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 not just that. Of course it is, but it's also like this dance that they're doing with with our hearts and with our hope and with our mind and and it's I don't know it's just and there was so much talent like every like visually uh, verbally musically everything about those movies was just perfection you know I don't know well, once upon a time, and I say this a lot, the best movies of all time were also the box office champs. I mean, right. look at the biggest yeah. movies at the box office in the seventies: Rocky, Jaws, right. Godfather, um, right. Godfather. Two. Look at the and, you know Close Encounters and Star Wars. Now look at the best movies of the seventies: uh, you know box office and awards and critical acclaim. Star Wars, Rocky. Right. <laughs> it's right. all the same. Right. Nowadays, you get like a Transformers. Or in the top ten movies of all time, you're like, come on, really? Not really. Not really. Really? I guess to look Not at really. visually, right. I can give them that, but yeah. I don't. And the best movies are now so marginalized that they've added a popular. Mo- yeah. I don't even get me started on yeah. best popular movie at the Oscars. Right. That is the dumbest decision and I've ever heard. And this is the first heard. year that's happening, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. It's still very vague, though. I don't. You know, they haven't quite. They're they're kind of like dealing with the fallout. I'm sure that it's going to morph into uh, whatever. It's yeah. whatever. It's funny because when I when I waited tables at that restaurant in Beverly Hills, it was right near the academy. So I used to wait on all the people from the academy. In fact, every uh, year when they had to announce, like I, I had to be there at 5:30 in the morning the day they announced the Oscars because they would all come over for Bloody Marys right after. It was like it was so surreal. Oh my god, of so they crazy. Did. Of course. But you know, and then they drove into mountains. No, I'm sorry, uh, but it's. <laughs> but you know, it's. So but I'm going to write down a tree grows yes. in Brooklyn. Well, yeah, see what you think. <laughs> you're, 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 I don't know. You're. I, it's you're tough. Not, it's tough to pick. The best. The, the answer I get more often than anything else is, "Oh, come on." Yeah, people the have. I know, it's, it's hard to pick. I know it's really hard. <sighs> to pick. And, and it changes, that. and and clearly, like it's well, not my. Yeah. We have put that caveat on it. What's your favorite movie of all time right now? Yeah, because yeah, you, yeah, you, you put in the you Princess Bride, to. that's going to be the, my favorite movie of all time. Right. But, you know. It's Singing in the Rain. It's still like that's, every scene is perfection. Yeah. yeah. And one of the yeah. funniest movies it's ever. It's so made. funny. Totally. And People don't r- realize. I mean, you think of uh, him singing and dancing, but it's so funny. Yeah. And right. so and athletic. Yes. And Jean, well, Jean Crane, like doing that. I can't stand him. Like, it's like <laughs> Lena Lamont. Like, that is a brilliant character. Brilliant. She was so underrated for what she did. Yeah. That was, And that was sort of the glue that took us on the ride because without Lena Lamont who would care there's no right. conflict mm-hmm. 
God bless Lena Lamont and Gene Crane. Sorry. If you don't know who these people are, look at them. <laughs> but go watch and, Singing and in the Rain. And if you haven't seen Singing in the Rain, yeah, go see it. Yeah. <laughs> Please. All right. Well, uh, thanks so much. Thank for you. For chatting with us. And how to. I thought there was booze, but I guess there's not. Yeah. How to Get I Girls. Know. How to Get Girls. Yes. How to Get Girls. Yes. Available on all VOD platforms. Mm-hmm. Any of your major ones? iTunes, Apple, whatever. Yeah. Amazon. Yep. They're all out there. They're and all out there. You can go and, and get it. Zach Fox. And only, only oh get it if you love Chris Kattan, Kate Flannery, <laughs> Dave Keckner, Chris Elliott, which means Chris you're going to go Elliott. get it because everybody even, loves all of those people I just We didn't mentioned. even talk about how much I love Chris Elliott being super psyched <laughs> that he gets to direct The Sound of Music. <laughs> what the hell? That That's makes so me funny. so happy. Oh he gets all the clumped. He's so Well, he's sure. been such a legend for years with oh Dave Letterman totally. and the Farrelly oh, Brothers. God. But Groundhog Day. And Groundhog Day, but I oh know you love uh, Schitt's Creek. Schitt's Creek. Oh, my God. Yeah. I yes. can't even handle Schitt's <gasps> Creek. Oh my god, oh my so god. good. It's oh my, my god, favorite. Pop TV. Oh my god. Oh, Catherine my god. O'Hara, don't even get me started. Right. Don't even get me started. She's, uh, legend. she's a superstar. She's amazing. I met her once in Target and she couldn't have been more lovely. We got to sing alto together <gasps> in, in Harry Shearer's Christmas show two years ago. I'm so really I, I if I get hit by a bus on the way out of here, oh. don't worry, I'm fine. Seriously. Oh it was all good. Seriously. <laughs> You're my new hero now. Uh, but follow us, the movie guys, on Twitter uh, at the movie guys, Instagram the same, uh, Facebook.com slash the movie guys. We are also on YouTube, iTunes, and all that nonsense for Daily jokes, articles, media links, and more. Thanks to Kate Flannery. Of what are we plugging for you? What, you besides yes, the movie, uh, is there uh, a website you know, or anything? There, well, you can always go to uh, thelampshades.com, but also on Twitter, I'm at um, at um, uh, at Kate Flannery, and then on Instagram at the real Kate Flannery. And uh, Jane Lynch and I are doing ten shows in September in New York. If you're at uh, you know anywhere near Cafe Carlisle on the Upper East Side, baby. Yeah, and watch the uh, social media for any further viewers, yes. for any further announcements on all that uh, nonsense. Yes, some announcements. And as ever, you can find out everything <laughs> we're up to, including reviews, articles, and more at uh, themovieguys.net. Thanks, Kate. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. We haven't even talked about your Captain Phillips shirt. Oh, oh my, my God. God. One of my favorite movies of the all time. funniest movie. No, sorry. Hilarious. <laughs> the feel-bad movie of the... Gene Crane, Captain Phillips. <laughs> Pirates. Yeah. Tom Hanks. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> 